0: Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of the main event, Detroit Lions football podcast made by musicians. And it's episode two, and I'm excited. Russ, are you excited?
1: Do I look excited? Is this my excited, excited. face? I thought that my I brought it.
0: Congratulations on the first episode two, by the way, Russ.
1: Hey, thank you. Thank you. And uh, I want to put a shout out to Adam. The, uh, one of our yeah. uh, behind-the-scenes Wizard of Oz guys going out there and making, making some stuff happen behind the scenes, making sure that we're available on all of the podcast platforms. That's right. The
0: Main Event 365 Episode 2 coming at you today. Uh, available on all streaming platforms or wherever you get your podcast.
1: And that's fantastic. And now we have our own slot. These are going to come out at six o'clock uh, every Wednesday, just so we can have some continuity here. We want you to join us. And uh, as always, you know, like, share and subscribe to this content. If you want to see some more good stuff right here.
0: It's 53 man roster final cuts just came out today. I'm ready to go over it with you. What how about you?
1: I am so excited.
0: Uh, two of those 53-man roster spots have to be held by a quarterback. And, of course, Jared Goff is number one. And David Blau, though this may just be a uh, placeholder, uh, which is what <laughs> some people are hoping, uh, that David Blau is still on the team. But they did let Tim Boyle go. Uh, not a real big shocker there, huh, Russ?
1: Oh, my gosh. I mean, have you seen this guy play football? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> I've never seen him play football. I've been, I, We've been waiting for two years. So, uh, no, no surprise there, oh my gosh, that was like that was an awful game, wasn't it of just quarterback play It,
0: <laughs> it was uh, Detroit Lions losing to the Pittsburgh Steelers nineteen to nine uh Jared Goff did not play in the game, so uh, uh David Blau and Tim Boyle got a chance to really their their last battle for the job and Dan Campbell, I think, was pretty clear in his post game when he said i I think we clearly saw, you know, what 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 we've got here. And the next day, Tim Boyle was cut. So, I think we'd all seen enough that uh, we wanted it to be a good good uh, uh experience, but it just wasn't. So, now the Lions only carrying two quarterbacks on their 53-man roster.
1: But you know what I liked about what Dan Campbell did about the coaching? It it wasn't like he let Boyle play the first half and and blah played the second. It was like both of them got a, a chance to play with the starters, and then both of them played with the backups. So they they went back and forth, and they both had a chance to play with the same personnel. And I that was pretty smart for of them to do that. And outside of the amazing underhand throw that blah <laughs> used to uh, get a first down, yeah, it's very not exciting. Like we have a great offensive line. Stop stop rolling out when you don't need to roll out. Well. We yeah. only have one quarterback on this roster. and uh,
0: There is a lot of expe- uh, speculation out there that the Lions are going to look for a veteran. I just don't even see Blau staying on this team uh, long-term. It, uh, certainly not through week six. I think the Lions will make a move at quarterback. But they did make some moves at running back. The Lions kept only four running backs, made the, t- the cut. Uh, we, we, we're keeping DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams. Craig Reynolds and Jamar Jefferson. Maybe that third down, third and seventeen conversion was enough for Dan Campbell to keep Jamar Jefferson on the team. Um, I know you, you were expecting possibly he was going to get cut.
1: Yeah, I mean, I really thought that. I mean, just from the outside, I thought that uh, Justin came in and, in a short period of time got ready and he out he outplayed him. Um, they they. My guess is that the the coaching staff, or maybe Deuce Daly, saw something during practice that we didn't see with Jamar Jefferson that 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 he's liking, or maybe they're just the homegrown guys are just you know they they cut a lot of people that were just like veteran guys that didn't that, that Holmes didn't pick. So I think that that means something.
0: I think so too. Yeah, he, he's building his team uh, yeah. the way he wants. And those that, uh, you know, he thinks fits that mold he's keeping. And the ones that don't, he's chucking off to the side. But I did think Jackson played really great in the preseason. Well,
1: he'll find um, a job.
0: For yeah, sure. Probably. Probably. Um, and if not, maybe we get him coming back. Right? We get we can get him coming back in, and get on the, the practice squad. So, four running backs. Swift, Williams, Reynolds, and Jefferson. Um, uh, Godwin Iguobuike <laughs> did not make the team. Which is of note, I think um because of his special teams uh capabilities um and uh, i think maybe they've they've got who they want and craig reynolds craig reynolds might be returning kicks you know maurice alexander didn't make the team um so the mm. return also kalief raymond can can return kicks. so yep. That, that one's kind of still up in the air, even though we're looking at this 53-man roster. Who's going to return kicks? I don't think we're 100% sure yet. Well, Maybe Jamison Williams in a few weeks.
1: That, I was, you know, you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, I think the biggest surprise is when it comes to actually both, because we're about ready to jump into the wide receivers, is just the amount. I thought that they would keep five running backs. I thought that they would keep seven wide receivers because of the injury, but it looks like... Uh, on the wide receiver end, that they're just they're happy with the, the the crew of guys that just kind of carried over along with the new additions of Shark. Um,
0: yeah, I think it should be noted also that Jason Kabinda, though he is a fullback, is still technically a running back, and that's a roster spot that's another ball runner. So uh, you know he's currently injured, but are on the injured list. Right. Uh, but if, if they need to activate him. Um, you know, so that is a little bit of depth there, even though he's a fullback, that's still a running back. And I think uh, that that's kind of the fifth back, right?
1: Right. Right, so but there were no surprises. I mean, DJ Shark, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Josh Reynolds, Quintez Cephas, and Khalif Raymond. You know that that's the crew. That's the that's the crew that Jared Goff invited out to his pad, and they was they was they was chucking the pigskin in the summertime, getting that working. Let's go. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but it's not uncommon for an NFL team to carry six receivers, sometimes seven receivers. Right. The Lions only kept five receivers. Of course, Jamison Williams will come back eventually, and that's another roster spot. But I was really surprised Tom Kennedy didn't make the team. I don't think Tom Kennedy is going to clear waivers with the uh, preseason that he had. I know that if I was his agent, I'd be calling Frank Reich in Indianapolis because uh, he just hung two tutties on him last week. Right? <laughs> I really thought he showed enough to, uh, to to make the team, but you know that's a lot of wide receivers. They they gave up a little bit for Trinity Benson, and then they cut him as well. So um, Khalil Pimpleton uh, definitely had some upside. Definitely had some potential there. Yeah, just too too many missed opportunities in the preseason. Um, too many missed opportunities in camp that uh, for him to overcome and make the team as well. So yeah. They go with five receivers and then JMO yeah. waiting in the wings. Yeah, but what really surprised me is they kept four tight ends. Got TJ Hawkinson, Brock Wright, James Mitchell, and shock shock Shane Zilstra.
1: Yeah, I called that one. Uh, he just he's just had an awesome camp. I mean, yeah. when, when you're when you're looking at some of the guys, just the cream rises to the top, baby. And yeah, uh, and was- I think one of the reasons you got a James Mitchell. into this equation is the injury of Jason Cabinda because James Mitchell may actually serve in the role that Cabinda
0: did uh, while he he's injured. So he's got a lot of lead blocking capabilities. And, and I think it's also a Testament that we may see a lot of two tight end sets, a lot of running the ball, a lot of pounding the ball. We know Mm -hmm. that's coming, but, but uh, I think uh, it's definitely an indication when he keeps four, Tight ends, yeah, and the pass catching tight end, Devin Funches, gets let go. So, I think it may be indicative of what uh Dan Campbell has in store and Ben Johnson have in store for the play calling.
1: Yeah, I i love it. I i want to see physical blocking is important not only for uh the for the offensive line but for the for the tight ends too. And us keeping four tight ends shows me that we want to be physical, like you said. Two tight end sets. We want to pound the ball down your throat, especially with these big boys right here. Not very much surprise here. I want to hear what you got to say about the offensive
0: line. <laughs> well, uh, it's definitely the, the 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 backbone of this team, and it's the strength of this team. Um, and if Dan Campbell wants to run the ball, he's going to need these guys. The uh, the Detroit Lions kept nine offensive linemen. Uh, on their 53-man roster, and that does include Taylor Decker, Jonah Jackson, Sam Radnau, Panay Sewell, Vitae, Nelson, Brown, Kramer, and Walt Stenberg. Uh, They do keep nine offensive linemen, and Logan Stenberg makes the team again, and this won't go away. (laughs) And what is Stenberg's uh, specialty. He's a run blocker. Yeah, he is a beast in run blocking. Not so much in pass blocking, but he he's a people mover and mm-hmm. just Campbell loves that and that fits right in with what they want to do. So nine solid. And I use that solid offensive lineman. Um, I think you know some of these guys in in the rotation might be able to start on some of these other offensive lines yep. around the NFL. And that that's kind of really what makes this the strength of the Lions is the depth that they have um, on the offensive line. and They can rotate two, three guys, keep fresh guys in all the time to keep moving those three backs in and out and fresh legs pushing forward. So uh, I'm really, really happy that – Maybe they didn't keep an extra receiver, but they did keep an extra offensive lineman, right? Right? Yeah.
1: You know, it comes back to that physical thing. Like, I'm glad that they're putting their eggs in a basket of trying to be a physical football team. And, man, I saw a post the other day about uh, where they were showing the five starting offensive linemen. I'm going to try this for you. Watch this. Haloti, Pudi, Viatai and the rest of that offensive line, they're getting a push of like three to five yards on every single play. And it doesn't matter if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers or not. And the depth guys that they brought in, not only did they keep extra offensive linemen, but they have offensive line. They value versatility. Evan Brown can play center or he can play both of the guard positions. Logan Stenberg can play both of the guard positions and I thought that Skipper played better than Nelson during the preseason, but like I said, I think that they value versatility more. Uh and Nelson can play both of the tackle positions. So um I love the fact that we're 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 going we're going big. We have the big men.
0: We got the big D. And that would be the defensive lineman. Defensive lineman they kept Brockers Ali McNeil, Levi Anzirike, Bugs, and Demetrius Taylor. So, five defensive linemen. Um, I, I mean, y- 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 I think we're looking really good there. We're young, we're strong. Um, this unit is going to be at least mid tier good in the NFL this year, I think, um, because this doesn't even include the defensive ed- ends or the edge rushers that we have who are, are just going to you know, wreak havoc out there, and it's going to open things up for the D-line. Guys like Aleem McNeil, who may may be coming into his own this year and showing what a, a real special talent he is.
1: My gosh. When it comes to Aleem McNeil, it makes me so excited because I, everything that I've read on this guy, because I think he's played like six snaps the entire preseason, so no tape on this guy, but... All that I'm hearing is he dominates every time that he gets in there, whether he's going from the nose or especially when he's coming in from the three technique. So I'm so excited to see the full complement of this line with uh, Aleem McNeil being the anchor right in the middle. and these guys are big. these guys are nasty and these guys are are mean. And I'm mm-hmm. telling you I I love Demetrius Taylor. what a find. What a find by Brad Holmes. This guy is coming in time after time again. Appalachian State, he was just a beast. And you find this guy is an undrafted free agent. Brad Holmes, you're just doing your job good, man. I I mean, I don't know what else to say. But Bugs, that's another kind of unknown commodity that he just kind of pulled out of thin air. Another rabbit out of Brad Holmes' hat right there. And so, yeah, there we go. We got a defensive line that's deep. Mean and you're not going to get a rest when it comes and to playing the Detroit Lions.
0: They're strong. Michael Brockers, the oldest guy on the team, but he's still around. He's like 30 years old. So, mm-hmm. I mean, these they guys can do, are do young. some
1: reps at 225, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> come on, yeah.
0: Uh, so so uh, that brings us to the edge rushers of the defensive end to round out. So you've got five defensive linemen. You've also got five edge rushers. And I think so we'll start right there with Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, if he <laughs> is everything that he's shown More. Uh, so far and if he, if he is a double-digit sat guy. And then Charles Harris has some even a, a semblance of the year that he had last year. We could be wreaking havoc on quarterbacks from the edge, and that's just going to free up that D line. So five edge rushers: Aiden Hutchinson, Charles Harris, Julian Aquara makes the team. Uh, Austin Bryant, who I thought was stellar in the Indianapolis mm-hmm. game, uh, this guy really showed he deserved to be on the team. And uh, Kaminsky, the commish, the commish five <laughs> rushers. And uh, five defensive linemen. What's your takeaway with these rosters?
1: Oh my gosh, I was so impressed with the commish. I was, ho- I I couldn't remember if he was a uh, th- you know how you were going to categorize him, and I was hoping that he didn't get forgot off because he's a bigger guy. Um, but he looks like he's the truth, man. Like we we got somebody in him too. Another Brad Holmes, rabbit out of the hat is the commish, and uh, right. Aiden Hutchinson looks like the real deal, like in every, every form he's humble. He's like everything that in Namakinsu was touted to be without the attitude. And it's just, it's just amazing to see this young boy that, that just gave me fits all last year with my Ohio state Buckeyes. And, uh, and, and it's nice, not nice, but when he was drafted at the Detroit Lions I had to I had to embrace the kid but I got to give the devil his due. Aiden Hutchinson is the real deal. Charles Harris didn't just look like he did last year. He looks like a better version like he's about ready to blossom himself as a defensive end. So
0: he was a high draft pick so he's finally living up to his potential. Um, you know, in Detroit, he was able to have a year last year that what he never could before on his previous team. So uh, absolutely, if he even comes close to that and Hutch comes out to what he's going to be, the, the the saddest part about this defensive end line uh, group is that James Houston didn't make the team. And I know you and I really wanted James Houston to make the team. Um, he's so far, he's the only Brad Holmes draft pick that's never made the team right to date. So, um, but, you know, I really... When you look at the highlight reel from him on college, I would be really surprised if he clears it through waivers. Somebody's going to pick him up. Edge rusher is too valuable a commodity. Right. He's he's so young and strong. His upside is huge. It's a huge ceiling. And uh, he this this group was just too crowded for a developmental player like him um, to make the team, I feel like. But, uh, well, yeah, I, uh, Let's I got, pray, because, uh, uh, I mean...
1: Uh, there's a lot of people that, that look He he's undersized like I, I think that if he clears the, the, the waivers and ends up on our practice squad that they're probably just going to get him in the weight room and they're probably going to try to put 10 or 15 pounds on him and then we're going to try again next year. So, I mean, I would like to see him get through. And if he doesn't make it through, that's even more of a testament. Because if he makes a different roster, does that count for Brad Holmes? I mean, for him drafting a guy that makes NFL rosters? So, um, And then Austin Bryant. Oh, yeah, I had something on Austin Bryant. Guy's been awesome. Like, for the rest of this town over the last six months to give up on him, trade him, get rid of him. Oh, my God, Austin Bryant's always injured. This kid's came to play. He came like his job depended on it and he played like his job and his life depended on it. So good for Austin Bryant to be on the outside looking in and ending the, the, the preseason on definitely up a couple pegs on the depth chart.
0: For sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, the linebacking court, the lions kept five. I think the big surprise here is that Jared Davis didn't make the team. Uh, <laughs> maybe not a surprise if you're watching hard knocks. I mean, rodriguez is looking like he's the real deal six-round pick, and he flat out just beat you out of a job jared davis that's all there is to it um he's a six-round linebacker you should have been able to beat him a former 17th overall pick uh coming out of university of florida sec school um with your physical tools you should have been able to beat out malcolm rodriguez but you didn't and you also didn't beat out alex anzalone Derek barnes board uh or josh woods that's a surprise right there that jared davis doesn't make the team but josh woods did uh i mean he was solid in the preseason but nothing really that i popped me uh personally but uh, i guess that's why i'm not a coach
1: <laughs> well here's the thing sometimes eye-popping isn't the, the the thing that you want because you know jared davis is it wasn't a surprise to me. Like for, from the get go, I was thinking that Jared Davis was an effort hire. That they knew that if they brought him into this locker room, that 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 Jared would try so hard and he would elevate the ships all at the same time because he is an effort guy. There is this isn't from lack of trying. He will run really really fast in one direction, whether it's the right direction or not, whether it's near the ball or not. Maybe, no, you true. know, he over pursues and he over
0: pursues. He overruns plays. We've seen that on right. his tape for sure. So and, uh, my, and he can't win on the edge very often. When we want him to get around the edge and, and get to the cornerback, quarterback, he can't seem to to win that. Yeah.
1: So if he didn't have to cover anybody, because he's dreadful, if he has to actually cover somebody coming out of the backfield or a tight end, it's like that, that's that's a mismatch all day long. So and and Josh Woods, the best thing ab- about him was, like you said, oh, I didn't really notice him. That's probably a good thing. He probably he just kind of stayed in his lane, and and did his job. Didn't make a ton yeah. of tackles, but he he didn't give up the play, even if other guys were just eating up space or just staying in their lane. So if it comes in this lane, you better make the tackle. So. I think he had a lot of instances where things just didn't come his way, but it didn't mean that he wasn't in the right spot.
0: And that brings us to cornerback. Uh the Detroit Lions kept six cornerbacks. Uh, and that is Omani Oruare, Jeff Okuda, Will Harris, Bobby Price, Mike Hughes, and who? Chase Lucas. I know didn't you like that. that right? We predicted this kid, seventh rounder, yep. was gonna make the team. Um They they did it did come at the expense of losing AJ Parker, which I was a fan of AJ Parker, but uh, you know he was an undrafted free agent to begin with, and he was overachieving all this time anyway. um, I I really think someone's going to pick him up because it's hard. You can never have too many corners.
1: He's quality.
0: and, and and he definitely has enough on tape now that he could get on with another team. And we wish A.J. Parker all the best because he was always such a class act here in Detroit. So what do you think about those six uh, uh, corners that we got specifically Chase Lucas?
1: Well, um, i not like but this was another one of them that wasn't a, a huge surprise. Um, Chase Lucas is like the oldest rookie in the history of the NFL, or something like that. Like I, I don't know, I'm just I'm 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 teasing, but like he was a what would you say because of the extra year with uh w- with COVID and everything, he got to play an extra year in college and he was a captain and I think that the leadership is what it comes down to when it comes with Ch- Chase Lucas cuz he's like the most experienced rookie ever. So, um he's got a mouth on him. I know that he likes to talk trash and, uh, and I know that he has a certain kind of attitude and he hasn't, he, he, he was like an inch away from like intercepting a ball and running it back for a touchdown and like winning that Atlanta game. And, uh, and I know that he's not going to live that down, but yeah, I think that that's a, a, a great pickup. A uh, price was probably a little bit of a surprise to me, but he's got special teams value and, and he played well last year. So there's no reason for him not to be on a team, but I would say that Price was probably the the biggest surprise and Okuda has balled out. Like but Okuda oh, wow. is earning his spot and he shut down your boy Pickens. You love Pickens as the pick and uh and Okuda get, shut him down. So that was nice to see.
0: Right. Well, uh I think that I like these corners if Okuda lives up uh, if he has a solid year, if he continues the way he has and he can stay healthy, I think we got a pretty decent group of, uh, of cornerbacks here. And as far as Chase Lucas goes, uh, it goes back to what you said earlier versatility. Mm-hmm. Glenn, uh, uh, Dan Campbell loves versatile guys that can uh, play inside and outside. And Chase Lucas has already showed us in the preseason that he can do that. Right. So, six on the roster at corner. And then five kept on the roster at safety. We got Tracy Walker, Deshaun Elliott, uh, Ife Melifanwu, your guy Kirby Joseph, and Juju Hughes. Yeah. You know, it should be noted that uh, with uh, Craig Reynolds and Josh Reynolds, we have two Reynolds on offense, and then with Mike Hughes and Juju Hughes, we have two Hughes uh, on defense. So, um, just a little meaningless tidbit for you there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, why not?
0: <laughs> what do you think? Of, what do you think of this safety room with five?
1: Um, I really did. In mean, um, we talked, you know, earlier when they first made the pickup, that I really thought it was an underrated signing with Elliott, just because he's one of those guys that got injured and he's never not played well. He's just not been available, and like you said, the the best ability is availability. So it remains to be seen whether he's going to be able to play the season. But that's a good solid pickup. They extended Tracy. Um, and, and I've heard this thing before. I think he's a good safety. He's he's good, but uh, I've heard this term thrown around a couple times through a couple other podcasts. I think that he's Detroit Lions good. Sometimes he's a liability on deep passes and stuff like that. But he's a he is a solid guy. I wouldn't say that he's gonna yeah. you know be a top <laughs> guess, ten player or anything, but
0: his skill set should be our floor, not our ceiling.
1: Right. Like and, and if they can keep Tracy Closer to the line of scrimmage, the better, and uh, or or if they let him roam free, he does a little bit better too, to where he doesn't have the assignment and he can kind of do his thing. Um, Kirby Joseph is a ball hawk, so
0: whenever he's ready to go,
1: I mean, let's go.
0: And that that uh, that same theme running through the safety room too: youth, speed, yeah. length. Yeah. Okay. And, and they all have that. And you're right, they did extend uh, Tracy Walker. But looking at, I mean, when you think about upside, he might be the weakest link in the safety room when you talk about upside. So uh, I'm definitely feeling good about the safeties and the corners uh, and the defensive line and the linebackers. And then we could still finish 28th in the league in total defense. I don't know. (laughs) But... I'm sure excited about um, these, 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 some of these players and, and the culture that they're building here in Detroit. Um, and, and that's we've gone through 50 players today. Um, there is a 53-man roster. So the final three players are specialists. That is the punter, Jack Fox, the place kicker, Austin Siebert, or Seibert, or Cybert um and that one was a little disappointing for me i really wanted riley patterson to make the the team because i felt like he was more accurate though he didn't have as big of a leg maybe but um he definitely was an accurate kicker and uh, I, I i liked our chances with him better than austin Seibert as our kicker and then of course scott daly our long snapper so that's that rounds out the 53-man roster uh any commentary on those three specialists
1: oh i mean well jack fox is a beast I mean, I mean, yeah. w- w- when you when you suck like we suck, you have to have a good punter, and he's gonna get a lot of work, <laughs> and so um and the the cyber thing it's like you said it's like w- what do you value I, I and they value being in a close game at the end and not having to drive as close to try that game winning field goal, you know that. <laughs> I guess he's okay with missing a couple of chip shots here and there because cyber, he can, he's got a foot, man. I do kick some, I think I heard that he kicked a 65 yarder during one of the practices. So it's like, okay, all right. Or maybe it was 62. I don't want to, I don't want to misspeak.
0: Maybe, maybe Dan Campbell figures he's going to be scoring touchdowns. So that's right. That's right. <laughs> Something cavalier like that. I'm sure. Mike,
1: there's a lot of people out there that don't really understand how the waiver and the whole practice squad thing works. Do you have any uh, insight on that? Can you help out
0: our viewers on this? Well, uh, yeah. If you mean what is the process now that a team has cut a player, is that what you mean? Well, now yeah, have-
1: well, the, all the different scenarios that can happen you know, getting guys off the team and, and, and and how affects the team and
0: the different things you do. Let's use Tim Boyle as an example. So Tim, okay. First of all, uh, a player can only be waived or released. And the difference there is how many vested years he has in the league. So if a player has at least four vested years in the league, he can only be released less than four years. And that player is waived and that's really the only difference in them is the title about how long they've been in the league because the process is then exactly the same whether you are released or waived so tim boyle having less than four years was waived okay now he will whereas last year we released trey flowers because he had been in the league so long a vested year counts as six weeks on the 53-man roster. So after you spend six weeks on the roster, you have counted a vested year. And after four years of that, you then will be released and free to sign with another team when you are cut. Uh, When you are waived, it means you're here less than four years or on an NFL roster for six weeks for less than four years, and you are then still free to sign with another team. However, uh, when you are, are cut from a team, um, you, you are now open on the market and any team along the waiver wire in the order that they are set on the waiver wire can then lay a claim to that player, like Tim Boyle, for example. If uh, a team with, who wanted a terrible third-string quarterback <laughs> uh, decided to quarterback. Player, then they would then be responsible for the remainder of whatever contract uh, that the, line, the Lions would then be out of any obligation if another team signs him. However, if Tim Boyle goes through the entire waiver period and no one signs him, it would be the Lions' responsibility then to uh, make a settlement with him uh, to, to satisfy the contract and the, and the obligation that they made to Tim Boyle. And uh, if he clears the waivers, that's when the Lions or any team would be free to offer him a contract even on the practice squad so then he would sign as a practice squad player for uh whatever team wanted to to take him so does that answer your question
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. I think that's great information because when you broke before we got on the air today, when you broke that down to me, I was like, "Wow, that's something that would be very, very useful to some of the viewers." Because I I don't think that everybody understands how that works. So, thank you for sharing that.
0: That's how that's how a player can make it on your practice squad is if he clears waivers. Kennedy, great, great, um, great example there. You, You, I've heard a lot of people just today alone saying. Well, we'll get him on the practice squad. Now, you, you probably won't because he is now free to sign with whoever he wants now that we have Cuddy. So uh, if, if somebody decides to pick him up, you can you can kiss that goodbye. He'll have to clear waivers for it and then come back around to us and then we can sign him as a practice squad player.
1: So Tom Kennedy, like if another team just, like he's not free right now because he was waived, right? Was he was – he- so, or he's was he outright released?
0: He's he's he can't be released because he doesn't have enough. Right. Use. So he was so he waived, waived. So and so now he goes on waivers and he goes through the 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 claim process. And if no one claims him, we are on the hook to satisfy his contract that he signed with us. Right. To be in, which
1: is what okay. we want because we want him on our practice squad. So we, we want him right. to go through. Then
0: we, then at that point, we say, well. We'll, we'll pay you this, and then we'll also pay you this if you join the practice squad. And then he's protected. We, no one can come and poach him from us because we'll have him under contract on the practice squad. Uh, because he's already cleared waivers. Gotcha. See,
1: That's good stuff, man. That's, that's actually,
0: you, you can always
1: count on us here at the main event. Like, Mike... Does his research? He goes through. He makes sure that he does the work. We're going to give you correct information, uh, the to the best of our ability here at the main event three six five
0: episode two, baby.
1: This was it. The the episode. That you want me to hit it? You want me to hit the theme? Let's go with the theme. Hey everybody, like, share this content. Subscribe to our channel. We sure do enjoy spending some time with you right here at the
0: main event. You want to sign off, Mike? For Russell Wayne, I'm Mike Abraham. Thanks for joining us on the main event episode two. We'll see you next time.